Coast Country and Western, Electronica, Soul, Disco, Rhythm and Blues, Punk and Post-Punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. All right, everybody, it is time for happy hour. It is Mutiny Radio here, 6.03. We're getting a late start, so that means we might have one last person at the end. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute left, and uh, that's going to be a thing. Hey, uh, the other thing is uh, don't ever drink alcohol outside the doors. <laughs> just We had the ABC come, and they... So just inside, if you want to go up to the liquor store and get yourself a beverage, you are welcome to do that, but just um, that the door right there is an impermeable membrane. Do not go on the street with alcohol. It's a PSA here from Mutiny Radio. Uh, all right, so we're going to get started with happy hour uh, right now. We did a pre-sign list online, and uh, I'll, I'll run out there and, and get, get the rest of you guys on there. But right now, put your hands together for your first comedian. It's Ashton Tate. We are so starting. This is great. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for uh, coming. Uh, appreciate it a lot. I'll just uh, get started by moving things. Um, I, uh, my girlfriend, she wants to get a German Shepherd for us, but uh, I've seen that type of dog tear up a lot of couples, especially on the show Cops. <laughs> so, not sure if we're going to get it. Um, 
I learned that uh, swingers parties are really just like uh, another way of describing kids' birthday parties. That's um, so. Maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I'm not sure. Makes them sound way more exciting. You'd probably get a lot more parents to show up if you said that. Uh, as a parent, that's something that I want. I'm not a parent. I just like to pretend sometimes. But um, that's cool. I uh, recently watched an entire hour of Jeopardy, but I didn't get a single answer right. Yep. At that point, you're kind of just watching the news. Um, <laughs> Which side does it lean, folks? Don't know. But um, this girl was telling me that uh, there's a guy and her uh, next-door neighbor, she was saying that there's something off about him and that she thinks he's fishy. So uh, I don't know if that thing is that he smells or uh, not sure what that means. But, hey, you can't pick everything. Sometimes you got to judge someone for who they are. That's what I'm always akin to say. Um... This is great. I thought, uh, you guys know which uh, group of people talk the loudest during movies? You guys know that? It's actually uh, airplane pilots. Um, you can ask, ask any black box. Uh, not enough people say black box. It's a word that's only used in the worst events. Uh, you know, why doesn't black box get its use when a plane doesn't crash? That'd be cool. Play back, you know, like a pilot said a witty thing that, you said on, that he said on the, the flight. And you're like, hey, I want to listen to that, you know, when I'm not in the air. That's what, uh, that's what I'd like sometimes, is to meet someone like that. Um, this is nice. I think uh, my, um, my hairdresser, she's a, she's a good gal. She's, uh, I know, I, I, I wish more hairdressers paid more attention in how they looked in their uh, license photo. Because that, that's, a, that's a good representation of how good your hair is going to get cut if, uh, if she's not looking good. So, you know, I don't want her to be a 10 out of 10 or an 11 out of 10 if we're using the uh, decibel system. But, uh, you know, just, just some nice hair because, uh, you know, I, sometimes I get guilted if I'm going to be honest with you folks. I get, I get guilted into giving the old tip to the hairdresser. So uh, now what happens when I tip more is that she's usually holding that pan that holds in the, that brushes in the, the hair you know, that's the moment that she always looks at me and says, like, so, do you enjoy your day? And if you see someone sweeping in this day and age when we have vacuums, you're going to have to tip them more. So I'm not sure why hairdressers haven't utilized the old uh, Rayvac because uh, that would be a helpful, a helpful thing. Um, yeah. Would you, guys, would you guys ever get your hair cut if you had to wear one of those uh, dog collar things? All the hair just goes right into the hair collar thing. That would be uh, cool. Um, my friend, she was talking to me. She said she read a book recently that was so good she read it cover to cover, uh, which is also how I read a bad book. It's kind of how you read every book is cover to cover, uh, unless you're reading the newspaper. I don't think those things have covers. But um, if you read a book in bed, that's, that's a lot of covers, folks. That's Sorry. Uh, so many covers. <laughs> Okay, uh, weirdly enough, you know, um, I, uh, I think a lot about where I'm going to be in about four minutes. That's where I like to think. I don't think too far into the future because then at that point, you know, where are you in life? Um, but uh, I, I was thinking about maybe uh, using drugs more to help have a more positive attitude because uh, I saw a guy selling Percocets and he was telling everybody, I got perks. So, you know, maybe I should try that with my uh, office job. I could start saying I excel and uh, see how that goes. So uh, no drugs for me, at least for now. My name's Ben Ashton. Have a great night and a good weekend. Bye. Keep your hands clapping together for Ashton Tate.
Yay! All right. I like drugs a lot. That's why I'm really very feeling very slow. The marijuana just like socked me in the face. It's like, hey, calm down. Okay, done and done. <laughs> feeling very, very medicated right now. Uh, all right. Oh, no, no, no. Just the regular smoking kind. Just putting it in my lungs. It's good for me. Uh, your next comedian, I, I, have, I, I am bereft of words right now. I don't even know what to say. I'm, it's, but I should just say you're a funny lady and you're going to make everybody laugh. All right, put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Hey, guys. You know, I can't stand when people say, what's new? Like, I have a part-time job and a drinking habit. Like, are regular people really getting that much done? You know, like, I had a week off in San Francisco, and I had all kinds of plans. I was like, oh, I'm going to finally write that novel. Definitely going to get a new job. I'm going to shave, cut my toenails. But I barely got anything done. Like, I had to embellish to my friends what little I did get done. You know, like, one day I took my coins a block to the bank to change them into real money. Someone asked me what I did. I was like, oh, you know, I, I took a hike, did some financial planning, <laughs> set up a retirement fund. She was like, oh, Coinstar. <laughs> but, um... I just, I couldn't, I got to the point where I couldn't decide what to do. I, I had lists of things to do, and, and I would just lay in bed in the morning or afternoon having to pee but not getting up. And I think it's because I, I'm chronically indecisive. Like, I can never figure out which joke I want to finish or if I like my jokes. Like, I still don't know what I want to be when I give up. Like, I don't know which nipple I want someone to suck on when I'm having sex. Or, like, do I want to be having sex with this guy? Or like at this point, can I ask him his name or do I have to wait until down the line when I introduce him to someone? Like I get totally lost in the cheese aisle at the grocery store. It's like that organic to local ratio. Like does this one go with Ritz? So anyways, lately I just can't decide if I want to be in a relationship, but I've been hanging out with this guy for like a year. And he's... He's young, and he's, he's like a bro. I mean, he doesn't identify as one. But he pumps iron and drinks protein powder, pops his shirt off at random times, sprays himself down with Axe body spray. You know, he wants credit for being open-minded because he let a guy suck his dick once. Like a bro. <laughs> um, and he's young. I mean, like, he's, he's, we're just in different places. You know, he's texting LOL. I'm finalizing divorce paperwork. Like. He, he just started doing drugs. I'm helping a friend through rehab. You know, he thinks women are innocent and love is real. I don't know, like sometimes I think I'm just looking for someone a little more jaded, like a, a tattooed divorce waiter, you know, that maybe has some kids he doesn't know about. Like a couple DUIs under his belt, gets artistically <laughs> depressed, just more mature, you know? So, um, Young Muscles the other day calls me up uh, all drunk and emotional and tries to end things with me and then changes his mind right away. And I was like, you just, you don't do that. That's a really young thing to do. You don't do that. But then I realized I had to break this down into terms that like a young person would understand. So I was like, okay, you don't do that. Uh, that's like pay for music, you know, or like write a check, 
or get all of your stuff out of your parents' garage. <laughs> or end a text without an emoji, you know? Or uh, mail a letter, or go somewhere without your phone. You know, you just, you don't, you don't do that. You don't stop texting just because you're walking, you know? But by that time, his short attention span, he had stopped paying attention. So anyways, Young Muscles and I are having sex, and I know I'm fertile because he helped me download an app for that, and the condom breaks. So we had to go to the pharmacy together. And um, he, you know, he calls an Uber pool because he says we could meet people. Pops his shirt off, calls the pharmacist bro. Um, but I don't know if anyone in here has ever gotten that thing. The package is impossible to get open. Like, this should be the easiest package to get open. Like, it should be a Pez dispenser. Or, like, come in the bottom of a hair of the dog mimosa. You know? Like, this should not be difficult. I haven't even taken it. I can't get the package open. People are like, what's new? I'm like, I'm craving pickles. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for Allison Hooker, all right. You guys can take a seat. You don't need to like lean against the piano. We have like actual chairs. They're comfortable. I have backs and they just they just want to they just want to I cha- I changed all the stuff so that it had to seem like everybody was in the front two rows. Everyone's always in the front two rows. That's the way it works now. I, I think it I think it's I think it it works as more of an intimate. Yes, yeah, so you can actually look at everybody in the eyes and and they have to pay attention to you. It's weird. Ooh. Scary. Uh your next comedian just walked in the door. I'm excited. Um every time he performs, I just I just love it. He's a doll. He's a very funny man. Uh put your hands together everybody for Sean McKenzie. Thank you, Pam. Sorry for being late. I am a jerk. It's Caltrain's fault. How's it going, guys? Uh Humans are arrogant, am I right? Am I right, guys? Humans are arrogant. Planet of the Apes is most arrogant shit. We picked the animal species that's most like us to take over after we're gone. This is prideful shit. It's clearly cats and dogs. They're sitting around studying us. They see what's going on. Plus, it'd be more interesting. You're not changing much. You just have them be like hunchbacked and they have to wear makeup. Marky Mark didn't want to be in the makeup chair that's long. That's why we stuck with apes. Uh... They're, they're more interesting. Dogs, dogs go into heat. Large dogs go into heat once a year. That's how their sexuality works. That is way more interesting. Spring break would still be celebrated beyond your 19th birthday. Like, it would never end. How, dating would be a very different thing if women were just shoving their rear ends up in the air shouting, have sex with me! It would be different. I'm very... I, <laughs> Can, can you guys see how much I believe in this bit? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm staying in it. Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're very... I mean, it's, it's biased because I'm, you know, from our perspective of having evolved from primates, but I'm glad we evolved from primates. They seem like they're much more reasonable than a lot of the other species out there. A lot of species, they'll, they'll just sexually assault smaller species. Like, I mean, we eat other species, but that's a whole different... Like, can you imagine making fun of, like, oh, fucking Matt, whoa, he doesn't rape smaller species. What a fucking loser. Am I right, guys? Because he's a vegan, is why I <laughs> incorporated him in that, trying to make that work. 
Yeah, yeah, this is strong stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to go smoothly. I, I think I've built up a lot of faith amongst you guys, so I can do some, so I can talk about abortion now. I think I've earned that uh, from you guys. Uh, I've decided to take a more. I, I was uh, uh, a little more angry when I was younger about conservatives and shit. But I've decided I really, I really uh, respect pro-life people for their restraint. And I know that sounds absurd. But, because, you know, the awfulness that they do. But they think we're killing babies. Like, if I thought that the Republicans were killing babies, I would not be civil in my arguments with them at all. I would, I, I would be very upset with them. Uh, comedy's fun. I'm good. I'm, uh... <laughs> You know the problem is I can't I can't be sweaty on stage. I think as part as part I I recognize this is new material and maybe it's not working, but I feel like just having biked here, worried about being late. That's that's gonna throw a fella. I live in fear of being late all the time, which is real silly because no one cares anymore. <laughs> it's really true. I show up like I'll like run in huffing and puffing, ready to apologize to a host for only being ten minutes there before the show, and then the host isn't there yet. <laughs> twice this week. Uh, part of the reason I like stand-up is I'm, I'm a big fan of language. English is a living language, by the way. Grammar Nazis can suck a dick. I will put a comma wherever I feel like the sentence goes pause. That's how I feel. I, uh, pretending to used to work in a grocery store for this bit, I was working in the express lane. And it says uh, 15 items or less, and this real NPR tote bag motherfucker come up, go, you know, it should be 15 items or fewer. And I'm like, oh, is now I have one fewer customer? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, bye. Sean McKenzie, everyone. Yeah. I also believe that as comedians, we are poets and masters of the language, therefore, and get to make up whatever snoon doggle words you want it's good times I am in a bizarre space you guys right now I feel like I'm actually in space it's very it's just weed though I don't even know what's so special about it I, I don't even know it's just weed it's not even it's not even PCP I don't know what's wrong uh, you're, I'm kidding I've never done PCP uh, that I knew of I did once but it wasn't my fault it was <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think he was trying to rape me. It's okay. Why would you give somebody PCP if you were trying to rape them? It's sort of counterintuitive to the whole idea, I think, when they get up and run out the door. Uh, your next comedian uh, is, a, is another very funny guy. He just got, he did, a, he did a tour in India, which I think is totally amazing. And I, you know, really respect him so much for that. You did. I think it's like you went to fucking other country to do comedy. That's, that's amazing. Uh, he's also really funny. You guys put your hands together. Richard Sarvate! What's up, guys? Uh, I did do comedy in India, and uh, like I thought I would relate to some people at a show. I was like, I love Aziz Ansari, <laughs> and nobody knew who he was. And like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever looked at a room full of Indian people and been like, Randy, Randy, to like total silence. <laughs> but <laughs> but I've done it, and it's uncomfortable. Uh, let's see. April Fools turns me into like uh, just total like aggressive, paranoid dick. Because <laughs> I don't trust any information on April Fools. Like if someone compliments my shoes, like nice shoes, I'm like, really? Nice shoes? You really think there's a nice, or some fucking April Fools joke? Sorry, you know. Maybe a little too much energy on that one. 
Um, let's see. People tell me like I need to get outside more, uh, but they don't know how much of the internet I've seen. Like uh, yesterday I was like on an internet journey. I was like clicking, clicking, clicking. I ended up on like a video of like a Japanese guy getting a tumor removed and the tumor was bigger than he was. I've seen a lot of the internet. All right, that's that joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I was, <laughs> I mean, I can, you can just legitimately end a joke by saying that's that joke. It's not, there's no rule against that. <laughs> I wish, yeah, you could probably do, I could probably do five minutes of callbacks. Like my material, <laughs> like my material, not that good. Callbacks, amazing. <laughs> Um, I, was, oh, I was on BART and I overheard a guy saying to his friend, he was like, uh, I think I'm pretty good at computers. And I was like, that sounds like that guy's terrible at computers. <laughs> like, being good, there's a big difference between being good at computers and being good with computers. Like, <laughs> be, being good at, th that's like j being good at your mom. <laughs> This is very difficult, you know? Like, there's so many facets to a mom. That's that joke. Dude, I don't know. Like, I. I, I dude, I wrote. I'm proud of myself. I wrote a bunch of stupid shit. I'm fucking doing it. Um, I have to. I know. I have to justify. I have to justify everything. Dude, Mac Gups are so big. Like, I, I feel like. I feel like if you stand next to Mac Gups, it's like an optical illusion. Like, like I thought Ashton was pretty tall, but. I don't know, it's, good, it's like a tiny man. Uh, let's see, I suck at sports. Um, whenever I lose, like people always say to me, they say like, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But no one ever says, like if that's really true, you should also say it to someone when they win. You know, like I'd love to go up to Stephen Curry after like a Warriors win and be like, listen, listen, stop celebrating. It's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. <laughs> that horn, <laughs> stop it. I really... <laughs> I really don't like the horn when the when you don't have a laugh. It's it sounds <laughs> what sounds really good is like ah ha 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 ha. That's a great sound. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I was at a bar and I told my friend I wanted to leave because I couldn't hear anything, and he's like, "Dude, you're so old." And I was like, "I thought I didn't. I thought I just cared about listening to what people say said and like spending time with my friends, but really it's just I'm getting old." Um, and you know, like, like when I used to come home after school and my mom would give me like milk and cookies, tell me she loves me and like ask me how class was, I thought she cared about me. Turns out she was just really old. <laughs> Thank you guys. I've been Richard Sarvate. <laughs>
Um, I don't know if any ba anybody a basketball fan in here. Any basketball fans? Uh, the Warriors are doing really well right now. They're about to break the record for the best record in the history of the NBA, and Stephen Curry is the best player in the world. But he does terrible things and gets away with it. Cause it's, I don't know, if you've, if you've ever played basketball and you watch Steph Curry, you're like, well, there are three guys guarding you 40 feet for the basket and you're falling down. Why would you shoot? Oh, you made that. You made that shot. That just happened. It's like, oh, you're going to take on all five of the guys on the other team at the same you, Oh, you made that shot too. He does these terrible things and gets away with it, and I'm a little concerned that Donald Trump is the Steph Curry of politics. So like what Donald Trump just said that Venezuela is going to pay for us to build walls around all the mosques. That's what he said. Oh, his numbers went up. That's what, okay. All right. He's Hitler, guys. You guys have heard that. Donald Trump is Hitler. I actually, I, it made me uh, curious about what Hitler ran on, like what his, uh, what his platform was. So I looked it up. And uh, there was some good stuff. There's some good stuff in there. <laughs> it's true. I was looking at Hitler's platform, and it was like, uh, higher pensions. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board with that. So the government pays for college for families, poor kids' families. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. And they're like, no war profiteering. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. fuck the Jews. Uh, three out of four, you know? <laughs> you know, you're not going to agree with every politician on every policy. You'd say, um, you got to pick the lesser of two evils, I think. <laughs> So I'm 75% Nazi, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Not like pure, but I think close enough, a solid C. Um, I'm concerned that people are using porn as sex ed. <laughs> because going back to the basketball, have you ever watched a movie uh, where someone, the actor, is doing something that you know about and you can see that they're supposed to be good at that thing, but they're actually terrible about that thing. Like, oh, here's the star basketball player. Like, that's the first time you've ever touched a ball, drama kid. It, like, it ruins the immersion. And I think the same thing is happening in porn. We assume that porn actors know what they're doing because they have sex for a living. That's not true at all. Like, I was watching a porn and the two actors, the dude, they're doing a doggy and the guy tries to spank his partner from the same side. He just hits her right on the hip <laughs> just like he's trying to dislocate that shit I'm like okay first off what are you doing that is the least meaty part of the body like you can't you're not gonna hit that you can't come from the same side you got to get around that's where the cross action comes in you guys know that right you guys parents talk to you about spanking i assume like no that's what it's weird that uh BDSM is mainstream now, and it's mainstream because of Fifty Shades of Grey, and Fifty Shades of Grey uh, was written as uh, Twilight fan fiction originally, which means there are adults exploring their sexuality based on vampire books written for 12-year-olds. That, that's not disturbing to anybody else? <laughs> like, not? No? Okay. Um, how are we doing on time? Horn means a minute? Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I thought it was just random horning throughout the show. That's <laughs> um, I, I started going back to the gym uh, like two months ago. 
I mean, obviously, I've been to a gym before. I'm a large man. But it had been like 10 years since I worked out regularly. And I started going back to the gym. And like a month in, I was like, ah, oh, this is great. I'm getting strong. You know, I'm still not too... Because I'm, I'm creeping up on 40. And I've always said... And I've always told myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back in shape one day. And then the longer that goes on, you start thinking, can I get back in shape? Is that possible? Is this just the new shape? Is that... Am I a new shape? I'm just stuck in this shape. Started going to this gym. I, I've been going almost every day for a couple months. I know zero people at my gym. That's weird. It's weird that people make friends at the gym. I'm like, we're all here for the same reason. We're here to, you know, impotently rage against gravity while we slowly destroy our joints in the name of vanity. Like, we don't need to be friends. I'm not going to need an alibi. All right, that's probably all the time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, your next comedian. We haven't seen a hide nor hair around you around these parts. Is it like finals or something? Uh, no, I just took a break. Oh, he just took a break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are those of you that can do that. <laughs> never stop, never surrender. <laughs> Stephen knows what I'm talking about. Your next comedian. He's back on the horse, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Sanj Noah. <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, my parents used to sleep on a couch. I don't know why they used to sleep on a couch, but they did. And whenever they had a fight, my dad spent the night on a bed. <laughs> you ever think you should just st stop trying a joke, but then like, you just keep trying it every time? I just like it so much, but no one ever laughs. That's <laughs> it's just sad. Uh, all right, let's talk about this. I just moved to Oakland. I just moved to Oakland. Uh, their pros and their cons. Uh, a pro, I run really fast now. Uh, a, a con, uh, not fast enough, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, my friend just took a vacation uh, to Africa. Say what? what? Yeah, I don't understand it. You know, if you go to Brazil, that's a vacation. If you go to Africa, that's Peace Corps. I feel like, you know. You know, my cousin is actually vacationing in Guantanamo Bay uh, for 40 years to life right now. It's great this time of year. You should check it out. Uh, volunteer service is an interesting topic. I do a lot of volunteer work. Uh, it's always really funny to me, the genius of it. They get you to do stuff you would not do if you were paid. Like if I went into work and my boss was like, Sanj, this week, you're going to mentor an inner city kid and he will follow you around everywhere. I would be like, fuck no. I'm not doing that at all. I quit. But now I'm stuck doing that for free right now. And that's just how volunteer service works. Uh, I have a friend who uh, he just moved in with me. He actually used to live with his wife in a box on Market Street. Uh, but they got a divorce and she got the house. So... <laughs> You know, tough. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what else, what else? Uh, my grandmother passed away a few years back, three years ago. My grandpa is trying to get back in the dating game. And uh, dating is hard when everyone your age is dead. That's, yes. yeah. <laughs> Paul, that's exactly why it's hard for you. Uh, 
it's pretty tough for him. You know, I, I always admire the people who think that growing old, they try to be optimistic about it because it's horrible, right? Like your body starts failing you, but they're those people who are still so optimistic, you know, like hooked up to life support. It's like, so how do you feel about aging? I think uh, it just gets better. It's like, well, you sound like Bane from Dark Knight Rises, so it does not get better for you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I used to work at a senior. I used to volunteer at a senior home, uh, predominantly white. Uh, it's that way because uh, most senior homes are predominantly white because uh, Asians and Mexicans, we take care of our parents. Uh, anyway, I was volunteering there. There was a lot of racism, as you could imagine. They're like 90-year-olds living there. And if you're an old racist uh, white man, there's nothing more demeaning than a brown teenager helping you wipe your ass. That's nothing more demeaning than that. All right, I guess I'll end on this one. Uh, I'm thinking of opening a cheese store, a cheese shop uh, that only employs white folks. I'm going to call it Cheese and Crackers. And uh, I'm going to open a cheese shop that only employs Asians and call it uh, Made from Puppies. Uh, uh, all right, you guys have been great. Stand, Noah! I don't get the puppy joke. I didn't understand it. Am I? But the cheese, do you make cheese from the dog? Do you milk the dogs? Okay. I was like, you can, I mean, I guess puppies drink milk out of dogs. So technically you could milk a dog, right? So you could make dog breast milk cheese, probably. That would be terrible. That would be disgusting, wouldn't it? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These are important questions. We're going to get to the bottom of it here on Happy Hour. Uh, no, we're not. We're going to listen to your next meeting. And, uh, he's a funny guy. You guys are going to like him. You know him. You love him. It's Joel Spears. All right, Muni Radio. How's it going? How are we doing? You having fun? You having fun watching the comedians do the jokes? Do the bits? You know how the comedians do with the jokes and the bits. You're having a great time, guys. You're having a great time. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Uh, ah. Certain species of jellyfish only have one single orifice in their digestive tract, so they eat food and spew excrement from the same hole. Not a lot funny about that. You're wondering, what's that got to do with anything? Well, similarly, Donald Trump. Oh. Donald Trump, yeah. Now we're getting some laughter. I think I expected... I think I expected a little too much from you guys there. I didn't actually write a punchline to that. I just kind of thought I would say the word Donald Trump. I would mention spewing excrement, then I would say the word Donald Trump, and then I'd kind of trail off and let you guys do the hard work. But it's not really, you know, I thought that was a, I thought, yeah, Paul likes it. I thought that was a bit of a killer, but... Guys, it's hard doing. It's hard doing the stand-up comedy. It's hard finding material. It's hard to know what's going to offend people, what's not going to offend people. You know, I called you. I called you guys when I came up here, and you know, I realized that I c you can't really do that in comedy anymore. You can't really call the a whole room of people guys. You can't say that because guys is exclusionary. Guys is exclusionary to half the room. You can't say that because that's excluding the half of the the female half of the room who aren't guys, and you can't say that. You can't call the crowd guys, what can you call them? Can you call them humans? 
Can you say humans? Can you say, what's up, humans? Can you say humans? No, you can't say that, because there are certain people out there. There are certain people out there. Dennis Avner, the cat man, the screaming cat, uh, he self-identified as a cat, and he, spe he spent thousands of dollars of using plastic surgery and tattoos to turn himself into a cat. So if I say humans, I'm excluding the cat people out there, and I can't... I can't call you humans. I can't. What can I call you? What can I call you? Can I call you mammals? Can I say mammals? Am I allowed to say that? Will the PC mafia get at me for saying mammals? Yeah, they will because there's the lizard people. You got to remember about the lizard people. The lizard people, the Queen of England, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, George W. Bush, the lizard people. Some of you, I'm sure, identify as lizards out there tonight, so I can't say mammals. What can I say? Can I call you... Can I call you vertebrates? What's up, my vertebrates? You know, can I say that? No, I can't say that because there's someone in this crowd I know has had reconstructive spinal surgery and instead of a series of vertebrates in their back, they have some kind of steel rod construction and that's going to offend you, isn't it? You goddamn wimp. You, I can't call you vertebrates. I can't. Pam, I think that's all I, I got energy for. I just, I just want to apologize. Um, I said some derogatory exclusionary things. Uh, I didn't mention invertebrates. And I want to apologize to any of the jellyfish out there. Any of the brainless, um, shit-spewing, water-dwelling, brainless creatures out there. Uh, and the Donald Trump supporters, too, of course. Can't forget them. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Bye. <laughs> Spears getting political up in here's. It's, it's, I, you mentioned the Trump dog. That's enough for me. I'm a, oh, that cigarette looks good. <laughs> I know, I'm like a different person today. Can you feel it? It's weird. It's like I've been taken over by an alien being. It's because I'm reading too many Stephen King books. I'm just losing my fucking mind. Uh, your next comedian is, uh, I really, he's doing, I don't know what he's going to do tonight, but he does this new set that I totally love. I didn't realize that he just got booked for his first showcase. I didn't realize it was his first showcase, but it's going to be on May 6th, the first Friday in May, and it's on a show called I'm uh, Not White, and you guys are going to love him, right? He looks pretty white, but I guess he's not. Everybody put your hands together for Stefan Massey. I do self-identify as a coconut, it's true. That's uh, brown on the outside, white on the inside for the uninitiated. <laughs> what was that noise even, Joel? What was that just now? Um, so I've been expanding my knowledge of uh, Werner Herzog's oeuvre for, for comedy purposes as well as just because I'm a cinephile. Uh, and I finally got around to watching a little movie called Grizzly Man. Um, and... Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it clued me into certain aspects of his personality uh, that I wasn't totally aware of. For instance, he's old enough and talented enough that he doesn't give any fucks if he doesn't have to. And this is perfectly encapsulated by a scene in the movie where there's this guy talking about the titular character and how he would adopt a certain stage presence whenever he got in front of the camera. But he says, persona to describe this. And a second later, Werner Herzog in a voiceover sa says very pointedly, he repeats the same thing, but he very pointedly says, persona. These foolish Americans, they do not even know how to pronounce words. 
Luckily, I'm here to guide them. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, you know, I am almost entirely certain that this movie was made just because uh, Werner Herzog found out that Timothy Treadwell was living in a national park with grizzly bears, and he said to himself, I found the one person on Earth that makes me look sane. <laughs> There's a scene in this movie where Timothy Treadwell comes across a fresh bear shit, and he's treating it with all the reverence of a priest presenting the Eucharist at Sunday Mass. Oh, oh my God, it's, it's still warm. This was, this was just inside her, and, and, and now I'm touching it. But, you know, Werner, God love him, he tries to make it a, a fair competition as to which of them is crazier. Because a few minutes later, there's a scene where Werner listens to an audio recording of uh, the bear attack that killed Timothy Treadwell in front of a woman who is ostensibly uh, his widow. And <laughs> he's, he's like, this w you must never listen to this. This will be the white elephant in your room for the rest of your life. You must destroy it. And, and I get if you need to do it for research purposes, but why would you do that in front of a grieving person, for fuck's sake? <laughs> oh. But you know, I can, I can relate in some ways, because um, I have Asperger's. Uh, and I want to play a game, actually. Um, so I've done some ridiculous shit in my life, and some of it was just because I have this brain condition, but so some of it uh, was that compounded with weed, with the one thing that can make me even less social uh, than just my regular lovely personality. Uh, so I'm going to relate to you. Uh, something that I did, and by a round of applause, you guys uh, tell me if you think that it was, you know, just me being a Spurg, or if it was just weed on top of that. So, one time, I was at a house party, and uh, I was just wandering around, and there was this dude in a room by himself, and he was just doing the music on his computer, and... Uh, I, he played this rap song that I really love, and so I just stand behind him for a solid four minutes and rap along with the song, because uh, that's a totally normal thing, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so who thinks that was weed? And who thinks that was just Asperger's? I, I, I asked for applause, but okay, we had, we had three hands. We had, now I know who's paying attention. You're, you're really out, out, out for, for the day, Pam, I see. Uh, no, uh, yeah, that was, that was weed. That was weed, guys. Uh, okay, and then uh, when I first uh, got to college, I was just talking to this, these new group of people that I'd met, and, I'm, and it started getting a little late, and I'm like, hey, there's a midnight movie downtown. Let's, you guys want to check it out? And they're all like, yeah. So we get on a bus, and pretty much the entire time that we're on the bus, I have my headphones on. As soon as we get off the bus, I start walking, speed walking half a block ahead of everyone else because that's exactly how you behave when you're trying to make new friends, right guys? Okay, so who thinks that was weed? And who thinks it was just Asperger's? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and finally, uh, I used, I uh, briefly took up uh, the saxophone as a hobby, and I would have full-on conversations both in my head and aloud with my instrument. Uh, who thinks that was weed? And uh, just Asperger's? I was in grade school uh, in band, so that, and I didn't become a stoner until after college, so that there is your answer. Uh, I'm Stephen Massey, give it up for Pam. All right, Stephen Massey. Moving right along on the happy hour train, chugga chugga. Uh, don't be offended, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll stand at the door and I'll try to listen, but I'm gonna smoke outside during your set. I apologize. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have new stuff? Yeah, he does have new stuff. Yeah, 
Oh, listen, no, good, awesome, sweet. No, I wasn't here on, I wasn't here on Monday, so you know, I, I missed you guys, the, my joke workshop people, and you didn't see us, I was like, oh, it's so weird. Uh, all right, your next comedian, super funny guy, he's got a, he's got a yellow, I just, I wonder what you're like on the outside. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on another planet today. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you for that stirring endorsement, Pam. If anybody would ever hype me up, it'd be you. So, coming without fertilizing an egg does not lead to conception. Therefore, bukake is not genocide. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Holy Ghost, I was uh, at, uh, well, a good friend of mine invited me to his Easter service, or his church's Easter service last Sunday, and uh, I like church, but, uh, but, but there's certain things that I don't like. For example, when it comes time for donations, I mean, when that bucket gets passed around, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the typical, well, if this is God's house, can he afford his own mortgage? But the big, <laughs> the big question that crosses your mind, I think, now is, who the fuck uses cash anymore? <laughs> really? Listen, you want us to pay, give you and support your, uh, donate to you, and yet you aren't up with the times? Listen, I know Jesus died 2,500 years ago, but isn't the Holy Spirit eternal? All right, well, fuck you guys. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Miss your ass. And the heresy of the Arians. But we'll talk theology later, Paul. Uh, <laughs> you are the classiest. You're right. This, you're actually looking at you reminds me of this story. Um, so the other night I was eating a piece of pizza walking through the tenderloin, you know, looking for some needles. For, for my pants to hem, when uh, something you don't see every day happened to me. Uh, a nice, actually, an attractive looking, almost hot looking homeless person runs up on me and demands that I give her some of my food. I'm thinking, well, you're not asking me for cash. Well, sure, why not? So I pull her off a piece of my pizza and go to hand it to her. She's like, no, I'm too good to take anything from your hand. So she looks at me and just does this. <laughs> yes, she wanted me to feed it to her. Straight in the mouth like a baby bird receiving seeds. And after she fed, she walked off two paces and gave me this look. A look that I can only describe as, I hate you, but I want your fist in me looks. Pulled down the front of her pants and started fingering herself. This really happened. And I thought to myself, wow. Wow. If, she, if she's willing to do that for just a bite of my pizza, what would she have been willing to do for the whole slice? I don't know, I'm into rough sex. Uh, somebody, Gubster brought up BDSM. I'd like to say I was into it before, it was cool. But no, I'm into rough sex. But 
you gotta ask yourself, there's such a fine line between rough sex and violating the Geneva Convention, don't you think? I mean, really, where does the foreplay end and the enhanced interrogation begin? Guantanamo Bay. That is where it ends, folks. I give that joke about three and a half Abu Ghraibs. But really, when you think about it, enhanced interrogation, extraordinary rendition, drone strikes, why do the worst things done by our government gotta sound so hot? Just the name drone strike. That just sounds like the name of some newest high-tech sex toy, doesn't it? Multiple settings, once you go drone, you'll never feel alone. All right, I'm working. Say <laughs> That's some stellar copy. Once you go drone, you'll never be alone. That's nice. That's good. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good new. Ready, ready to buy many settings. I like it. It's got like a helicopter setting. I don't know what that's going to do. That's going to be scary. All right. Are we scared yet? No. We barely, we barely scratched the surface. Oh, wow. Chad, you're all dressed up. You look like, you look like Santa on the off season or something. This is like his corporate look. <laughs> I might need some coffee or something. Your next comedian. Uh, I, I haven't seen him here in a while, and I'm glad that uh, that you're here, and you just, it's, it's you, and you're coming up next. All right, put your hands together, everybody, for Vincent Twang. Yay! Hello. Hello. So, uh... I had some trouble parking. <laughs> Not a fun time parking. I saw this. Uh, I saw a car while I was trying to park, and it was parked in a no parking zone, right? And uh, it had one of those car boots on it, right? That doesn't make much sense, right? You, you can't park here. So as punishment for parking here, now you have to park here forever. <laughs> it's a little counter to it, right? That doesn't make much sense. Anyways, uh, not a very tall person, not a very tall human being, but uh, I'm at a weird spot with my height, you know, because I wish I was four inches taller or four inches shorter, because, uh, like, I'm at a spot where, like, most people can beat my ass, but I'm not short enough for there to be any shame in beating my ass, you know? Like, if I'm going to have my face beaten to a pulp... I wanted it to be cock blocking somebody, you know, like, I don't know. And <laughs> that's, that's how they say you get little man syndrome, you know, you're too short, no one wants to, like, fighting you is, is not worth it at all, you know. But uh, those people have confidence that I, I, I wish I had, you know, like, little man syndrome, I wish I had little man syndrome, you know, like, that's, I don't have any confidence, you know. If I had little man syndrome, that's that's like, maybe I could, I don't know. Maybe this joke would be better. <laughs> uh, didn't think I was, oh, um, so those uh, schizophrenics, you guys like schiz schizophrenics? Those are an interesting bunch, right? Those guys are a, a fun bunch of dudes. <laughs> I, They hear voices in their head. They tell them to do things, you know, like, and they just, they tell them to kill people, and they just do it, right? It's kind of bad, right? But you got to admire the follow-through of those people, you know? Because, like, like I, I get voices in my head, too, right? 
but they just tell me things like, uh, you know, do the laundry, get a better job. Like if I, <laughs> if I had the follow through to listen to the voices in my head, I would be so successful. You know, <coughs> you, we got to admire <laughs> the schizophrenics. You know, they, uh, they can actually get stuff done. Uh, I should have prepared. Uh, I I was using the internet the other day. I was using using Google Chrome to surf the internet, and um, I got this error message. This error message said, uh, "This page took too long to load." That uh, so you just decided to give up? Like, it's <laughs> taking too long. I'm done. You know, like. They're always like hyping up Google Chrome, like, oh, it's so easy to use. It's so much faster than Internet Explorer, but it's got like a really shitty work ethic, you know? Like, okay, one, one more. I, uh, I, saw this, uh, I saw this commercial the other day. It's this Volkswagen commercial. They have, this, uh, they have this motto down at Volkswagen. Their motto is, uh, that's the power of German engineering. Isn't that something Hitler would say after he just leveled a Polish village with one artillery strike? <laughs> like, is that these the power of German engineering, you fucking Polacks? Like, that's not really something you should, your motto shouldn't be something Hitler definitely said at one point in his life, you know, it's bad marketing. All right, that's it for me. Thank you very much. Here we go for Vincent. Okay, we have liability insurance. Don't worry. It's all good. That was a stellar German accent. I really enjoyed that. That's all I could do in German. Neither here nor there. He's got the cards, everybody. All right. Well, you your time, man. You do whatever you want. Like I said, we're scratching the surface of weird. We're getting to it, guys. Here we are in the happy hour. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Paul Sanford. Hold him up and, yes, a Jew, a woman, and a bigot walked into a campaign and said, I'm running for president. Is this a joke? Twat, guy told me, you're a silly twat. And I said, that's that's nice. That's that's a promotion. People have been calling me a dick. Yeah, the C word. You know the C word? People, People are always saying, Paul, you're 100 years old. You must have known a lot of cunts in your time. And I say, well, yes, and they were all young, straight white boys like you. But, but, you know, they say the C word all the time on Fox News now. They just pronounce it differently. They pronounce it Hillary. Uh, uh, yes, hideous. You always think the, cl- the thing that click on Facebook, you don't know, think like hideously bad, needless photos? I can't resist clicking on that. And they're always my selfies. Objectify. I don't have a joke for that because I just objectify women normally, you know. I, okay, I'm never. So, aisle seat. You know how to get the aisle seat? 
in the, you just ask for the barf bag. And they'll give you the imaginary friends. I have lots of imaginary friends. All of you have imaginary friends. Just become bipolar and they'll disappear. Ashes to ashes. Yes, my father, have you ever heard your parents having sex? My parents were very, very quiet. And my, my mother died 20 years ahead of my father and we finally got them back into the same jar. And his, and his ashes are on top of her ashes. And they're very, very quiet in there. But I know what they're doing. I feel good. Ready? I feel good. Like I knew that I would. I feel no problem. Why do people say no problem all the time? They go to great efforts for me and I say thank you. And they say no problem. I say, couldn't you say you're welcome? You, you, you made a great effort. You're welcome. Yes, once you go black, you cannot go back unless you work for the NAACP. That's a huge joke if you go back a few months. <laughs> why are there so many tampon brands? It's like, why are there so many cigarette brands and there's only one kind of mouth? I've never seen menthol tampons, but don't say it after sex. Things to not say after sex, right? Okay, like, well, you did your best. Do not say that after sex. Don't say, that felt pretty good, actually. My wife used to say that. We're not married anymore, good shit. Is there bad shit? No, but, but really, the only good shit I have is when my hemorrhoids aren't acting up. The next time a woman says to me, you're the best lover I have ever had. Wow, you're the best, 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 best. I'm going to get that in writing. I, I, you're fine. Thank you. You're fine, too. I, you know, people are always saying to me, you're fine. That's the most excitement I've had already. I'm such a terrible driver. Even Asians won't ride with me. Yes, Mr. Bobbitt. Other than that, how was the sex? Yes, I dressed up today. I plucked my nipples. Hit and run. Yes, were you hurt? Well, I lost my faith in humanity. I wish I was taller. People say, I wish I was taller. I say, okay, give me 100 bucks. I'll give you three inches. That's a dirty joke. Hey, okay. You've been also on promise. My daughter's always bringing me promising young men. I say, you know, they, I promise I'll stop hitting her. I promise I won't steal from her anymore. I promise. I'll, don't bring me those promising young men. I'm going to close with a lesbian hand job. You want a lesbian hand job? Give me your hand. You. If you want to, guys, if you want to know what women want, watch lesbians. Because they will just be there touching each other's hands. And <laughs> Yeah, it's not the only part that's wet. All right, hey, you feel good? So you're a lesbian. Okay. Oh, hey, 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 it's great. You're all good, you're good sports. And listen, at my age, I've learned you can't always finish, uh, but you can stop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Paul Sanford. Molesting the crowd here at Mutiny Radio. Front row is the splash zone. Be very careful. It's everywhere is the front row now. So you're all in the splash zone. Yay! All right, your next comedian. I already I already razzed him once. It was it was too was too good. Oh yeah, well, that's you. Uh, he's a regular at the Punchline. He just moved to us here from Santa Cruz. Oh, let me non sequitur back first. Paul, you really, you get to be Bernie Sanders for Halloween this year, and it's going to be, it's like the, it's like the one, you don't even have to dress up barely. No, I was just going to tell you that you have a, you, no, you have a, you have a Halloween costume this year. Just be Bernie Sanders. It's very easy. 
Yeah, pretty. That's it's all the same. Very nice. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Chad Opitz. Hi. It's a catastrophe of a stage. Good lord. There we go. Hi. I just uh, moved here a couple weeks ago. I'm originally from Washington State. Moved down to Santa Cruz about uh, five years ago. Very nice beaches in Santa Cruz. I live like a quarter mile from the beach. I go to the beach a lot. Moved up here to San Francisco about two weeks ago. Went to the beach yesterday. (laughs) San Francisco beaches are amazing. If you want to go to a California beach and still have the cold and sadness of a Washington beach. It's very sad, depressing. Gloomy, foggy, it's like where Jack the Ripper gets a fucking tan type of place. It's like if a Smith song turned into a beach. It's not that enjoyable, honestly. Um, do you know if you rub two pairs of jean shorts together, it automatically jump starts a Jeep? So just a wilderness tip for you guys. I saw an advertisement the other day I found to be extremely depressing, very sad. That's an adorable dog. Uh, this, this advertisement was very sad to me. I don't know if a lot of other people would see it this way, but it's an ad for Burger King's grilled dogs. Burger King's gotten into the hot dog business, and they trotted out this old Italian man to shill for Burger King's grilled dogs. He's been making hot dogs his whole life, it said. And I viewed it for a very sad perspective that this man had to shill for Burger King's grilled dogs. So I rewrote the ad through my, my vision of how I viewed it, okay? So imagine like a press conference where this man named Eddie Furs is coming out to sell you Burger King's grilled dogs, okay? Hello. My name is Eddie Furs. Me and my family have been trying to create the ultimate dog for over three generations. My father, Tony Furs, was taught the art of the dog by his father, Giuseppe Furs, and he worked 14 hours a day trying to capture a flavor that would grab a hold of America's taste buds, all the while neglecting his agoraphobic wife (laughs) and 11 children. My father once told me he considered himself a hot dog scientist, but he was not a scientist. He was a sad, downtrodden, Italian Catholic man with an insatiable foot fetish who was looking for damn near any reason not to spend time with his gigantic mistake of a family. Despite my mother's urgings, I too continued the quest for the ultimate dog after my father drank himself to death, downing two handles of Gilby's gin. But ultimately, the first family has failed, which has allowed the true masters of the dog, Burger King, (laughs) to rise up and create what can only be described as the one true dog. Whereas my family was trying to create hot dogs with hot, passion, and 100% kosher beef, we should have been using shitloads of money and 85% pink slime. (laughs) Now the Furs family leaves behind nothing but a sad legacy of missed opportunities and mediocre dogs. But please, please remember me whenever you take a bite out of Burger King's grilled dogs so that I will not have died completely in vain. Thank you, America. 
Burger King. That was awesome. You sounded almost like that almost could be a Donald Trump voice. Didn't that sound Trumpy, Trump-esque? It's nice. He sounded that's what it sounded like to me. Chad Opitz, yay! All kinds of weird, fun things happening tonight on the happy hour. Your next comedian, uh, he's a really funny guy. He's also on the showcase here at 8 o'clock that I'm very excited about, and he's going to do a set for you guys right now. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza! Hi. Uh, working on being less approachable. I don't like people talking to me that I don't know. Just, you know, for any reasons I'm public. Uh, sometimes this backfires, but most of the time it works. It's just, uh, instead of making eye contact to somebody passing you, just stare at their crotch. <laughs> Especially if there's camel toe, just lock eyes with the camel toe. <laughs> people steer clear. You can mumble a lot, too. Like, if somebody kind of is, like, walking your way, just getting, like, close enough with an earshot, just mumble something weird, like, uh, I miss everybody, or, uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you can think of stuff. It's always good. Um... I don't know, man. I don't want to get old. Uh, it's like fucking, you know, it's like the older you get, the crazier you drive. You're taking a nap on the couch, fighting off the white light. It's like, uh, where the fuck are you going to bury all those parakeets? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take, uh, take my life in my own hands one day, but I don't want to be negative about it. I want it to be a positive thing. Um, so, like, you know what people do, like, the sex moves, like the Dirty Sanchez or, like, the Cleveland Steamer or whatever? Well, I've, I've made some suicide moves. <laughs> um, like, the coder, uh, is, uh, that's when you hang yourself on chat roulette. Uh, 1600 is, uh, that's when you're taking your SAT exams, and you sharpen both your number two pencils, and uh, you put them in your nostrils, and then you slam your face against the desk. <laughs> And then, uh, and then there's the Sandy Duncan, my personal favorite. Uh, that's when you uh, ge- uh, drown yourself in your cat's litter box. <laughs> Get it? It's Sandy, and you're dunking your head in there. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, so I was seeing this girl for a while, and uh, a couple red flags popped up. Number one, I'd go to her place, and it would smell like the best fucking cookies in the world, like she'd been baking all day. But she never had any fucking cookies. Never offered me a cookie anyways. For some reason, she wasn't allowed to have shoelaces. Mm. Uh, Paul would get that joke, but he's not here. Um, Yeah. She uh, always winks right before she slaps me in the face. Uh, It's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've been... uh, How much time do I got? Ooh. Okay. Let's see. I'll, I'll save that one for the showcase. Uh, you guys get periods? Yeah, periods are great. I, I, I think periods are, like, I lived with five girls in college, and they told me that all their periods synced up together. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, I, I'm a fucking people person. Like, I go to the lake to watch people jog, because, like, if you watch somebody jog, you know what they look like when they fuck. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, but the thing about periods is it blew my mind. Like, how could that happen? How could they sync up? And I never fully understood it, but I get it now. Um, I got a guy friend. He calls me uh, every time I'm pooping. <laughs> we're, uh, we're yin and yang. We're fucking tide locked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's see here. Um, got a couple of life tips for you. Um, P90 
peeing on people is really good for your self-esteem. <laughs> builds you right up. Doesn't matter if they want it or not. Um, if you're uh, if you're bored and like the internet goes out, you can hop, uh, you can huck a pudding cup into a ceiling fan. <laughs> it's really fun. You just get out of there before somebody who cares arrives. Uh, and uh, if you're at the coffee shop and uh, the barista starts giving you lip, it's totally acceptable to flick a nickel out her forehead. <laughs> it's tipping. Uh, I got a new one. I can't tell if this is a dumb joke or not, but uh, maybe you guys can help me with that. Uh, what is the most popular search engine among dads? Go ask your mother. Thanks, I'm Timothy Pizza. Timothy Pizza! Hooray! Uh, you're talking about peeing reminded me in its spring break. When I was in spring break in college, um, there was this cute thing that frat boys used to do. I don't know if you guys ever heard of dry landing. Have you ever heard of this? So a frat boy comes up to you and hugs you, and then he just starts peeing. But he has his clothes on, so he gets, so he's peeing on himself really more than you. But he just sort of hugs you and then starts peeing, and you don't realize it's happening until it's all warm, and then all the boys laugh, and they're like, have another beer bong. And then you run into the ocean, ah! And then you come back, and they, they do it every time. It's, no one's ever heard of dry landing? It's, it's, from, <laughs> it's from the 90s, no? Uh, your next comedian was alive in the 90s. I'm surprised she doesn't remember those crazy parties. Uh, we weren't there together, but I imagine that in spirit we were at some of these parties together. I'm sorority. I wasn't, you weren't in a sorority. Were you in a sorority? No. No? no. You look like a sorority girl. Well, I'll talk about that. Oh, that'd be, well, otherwise you guys, we're, we're going we're, we're gonna to listen to anything she wants to say. She's really, really funny. You guys put your hands together. Stephanie Silverman! Woo! brought up the sorority situation because that is a premise I wanted to explore. Maybe not today, but why not? <laughs> maybe not today. I, I, I did not want to be uh, in the Greek system. I thought it was maybe wrong, but I had a friend who went to like a fun school and they had a Greek system and she showed me pictures of her sorority with like the fraternities having so much fun. Like they were always having fun. It looked like fun. They were drunk. They were wearing face paint. They made little puffy photo albums. That seemed like just my, this was before mason jars, you guys. Um, that's how long ago this was. They had to make puffy photo albums with glue and photographs and like actual film pictures. It was amazing. It looked fun. So I thought, I'm going to go through sorority rush. This will be okay. I was at a very large California university where nobody had any individuality. And, uh, all right, long story short, long story short, uh, I did not fit in well in the Greek situation. Um... I was not what they were looking for, but I did get into one house, just one, uh, and it was known as the geeky girl house, the nerdy, geeky, uh, not attractive girl house. Um, that was the reputation they had, and I kind of couldn't handle that, so I just decided that I was too cool. I'm like, oh, Greek system's not for me. That's Well, that's not funny yet. It's just kind of sad. Um, but let's see. Let's talk about politics. I am, I am supporting Bernie. I'm super into Bernie. Yay, Bernie, right? I'm not sure if it's because I support his policies or if it's because he looks like my dad. 
he looks like my dad. He's got the look, the Bernie look. My dad, in fact, was out to dinner, and someone wanted to have their picture taken with him because he looks like Bernie. But, um, you know, and it's like, I think my mom has a thing for Bernies. Like, she was engaged to a shorter Bernie. Uh, my dad's a tall Bernie. Uh, I had a law school professor who was also a tall Bernie. Um, and my, they were all friends, actually. It's weird. They know each other. And uh, we got together on Hanukkah, Jewish holiday. Uh, and... Uh, the first, the first uh, Bernie uh, was there with his little baby grandson, who actually looked like the littlest Larry David. Um, and then the weirdest thing happened, you guys. The weirdest thing happened last time, last Hanukkah, when we got together, um, just on that one day, just for that couple hours, everybody in that room had free health care. It's it amazing. Uh, okay. Um, and it's kind of funny that people are like, oh my God, Bernie looks like Larry, looks like all these Jewish guys. Uh, it's like, it's kind of like racist, you know? Because they don't look alike. Like, my dad doesn't actually look like Bernie, and Larry Sanders looks nothing like Bernie. Like, you put their faces together, like, Bernie looks kind of like a corn doll or like an apple, like an apple doll. And Larry Sanders, well, he, or Larry Sanders, uh, Larry. Aw, Gary Shanley, I know, may he rest in peace. Wow, that was so sad. Uh, and uh, Larry David. Actually, does look like my dad. Um, anyway, I um, was in uh, yoga the other day because that's a thing that I do. Um, shame on me. Um, and this woman had a tattoo on her forearm that said "compassion," just compassion. I was like, so like I, I smacked her. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I mean, because you know, I don't know if she was telling me to have compassion or reminding herself to have compassion. But why is that a thing? Like, why don't you just have it? So also, I don't like being told what to think. Uh, like, why write words on your body? Like, it, this was in English, too. It wasn't just, like, in ch in Japanese, and she didn't know what it meant. It was like, I'm gonna, oh, crap. <laughs> I deserve that. All right. Um, okay, so there's a, now I have to go to the notebook, because there's a couple things I definitely wanted to touch on. Um, uh, I did um, that genetic testing thing, 23andMe. You guys know about that? Yeah, well, I was really surprised to find out that I'm actually uh, part German Shepherd. <laughs> It's fucking weird, you know? So it's like, I, I gotta reconcile the part of myself that's Jewish with the part of me that wants to chase Jews and bite them. Um, and then, like, I told that joke, and someone's like, well, you know, like, you're part German, part German Shepherd, like, there are German Jews. I'm like, well, I don't think the Germans saw it that way. Um, all right, all right. Uh, Matt, Matt Gubser has really cute buns. Is that sexist? Is that objectifying him? Um, Let's see, I, uh, I threw a baby shower, or as I like to call it, a going away party. Um, and the theme was mason jars. Okay, thanks very much, you guys are awesome. Stephanie Silverman! And Aldo, everybody can clap for Aldo too. He's stealing, he's stealing all the focus. He's like, I like to be on stage. He's a cute little dog, oh hey. Um, all right, the, uh, the dinner has arrived, everyone. Exciting stuff. All right. I'm excited uh, for your next comedian. He has uh, come up to join us. It's been a while since we've seen him. You guys are going to all enjoy the jokes of Theo Hall. Um, yeah, I, uh, I want to talk about the children, man. I, um... Does anybody have kids here? No one has. We're at Mutiny Radio, right? Yeah, no one has kids. I um, I fucking I hate kids. You know what I mean? Like I can't. 
describe that. Like, I wish I had a better grasp of the English language to, like, describe how much I don't like them. But you know what I mean? Like, I just... Um, I'm terrified of having kids, and uh, here's the thing: like I, I figure out we haven't really figured out how to fix kids. You know, like our best idea nowadays is to give them like Adderall and Ritalin. Um, looking at me, I've done my experimentation with drugs. Uh, the experiment worked; uh, they uh, provided a lot of relief. But. Um, like, you shouldn't be giving that shit to kids, you know what I mean? Like, I used to try to take that back in college because someone was just like, hey, this will help you study for tests. And all that happened was I would eat it in my dorm room, and then I would organize my desk, and I would then turn around and tell my roommate I loved him as many times as I could in an eight-hour period. That's all. It's like someone was smoking crack, and they were just like, you know what? I, I wish this was fun for the whole family. <laughs> I, really want, I really want my kid to stay up for three days straight and think he's the devil. Is there anything I can give... My kid, doctor. I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned. I, I, here's how I realized I didn't like kids. My friend just had a kid, and I went to go play with it, and I was just like, you are not as cool as a dog, you know? Like, a dog will do some cool tricks, you know? Like, I, I had half a sandwich. That kid didn't give a shit about my half a sandwich, you know? And you would think you're paying more for a kid. Should be a better model. Didn't do one fucking trick. I was like, I'm out, you know? I saw something that was actually kind of concerning. I was in San Jose, where I used to live, and I saw a kid walking down the street. I'm guessing he was 14 years old. I'm guessing he was walking to school, and he had an e-cigarette. And all I wanted to do was go up to him and give him a pack of real cigarettes and say, die with some dignity, little boy. All right? I don't understand those things. Everybody who smokes them, are just like, yeah, it has all the same effects as a real cigarette. And I'm like, no, let me stop you. does not have the effect of being cool. All right? And that is the main reason to smoke. I'm telling all the little kids. Saying, oh, this dude, he had blueberry-flavored e-cigarettes. Waves of blueberry vapor were hitting my face. And I'm like, am I baking muffins with my mother right now or hanging out with a man? He's like, no, man, smells good, smells good. Smells like a unicorn is farting directly into my face. I was walking home from work on a windy day, and, like, smells of cotton candy were hitting my face. And I'm like, there better be a pack of wild 18-year-old girls right over this horizon. Just some dude that listens to Blink-182. It was a letdown, man. I'm just fucking, <laughs> fucking happy. I don't think they're good for you either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... How, who said they were good for you? Like, they, people just started, yeah, yeah, no, no, they're, they're good for you. They're good for you. Like, did the guy that invented them just start a rumor that they were good for you? You know? He's just like, yeah, these things are good for you. You know, they don't, they don't cause any cancer. I tested them on a bunch of monkeys. None of those monkeys got cancer. They did learn how to say the word douche and point at me, but no tumors in those monkeys. Uh, yeah, I just moved up to the area. It's nice. I moved out of the uh, I moved out of the ghetto, man. I don't. The ghetto got weird, man. I lived next to like eight taquerias and fifty-two pit bulls. You know, it was just. It's nice to not. I like dogs, but like, it's kind of weird, man. When you're walking home with a burrito and there's a dog just just barking at you and there's just a thin piece of plywood, you know, between you having to go to the hospital or you getting to eat a delicious burrito and watch Netflix, you know? Pam, I think you should come up with a different noise for every comedian, you know what I mean? Like, just get fucking really weird with it, you know? Throwing some queefs and shit and just... <laughs> By Comedian 7, just, just Comedian 7, we'll see what noise you have. But it's nice, man. It's nice to be out of uh, out of the ghetto. Um, yeah. What else, man? I'll, I'll, the last thing I'll say is I I can't take selfies, man. I hate like I can't take people who take selfies. You know what I mean? Like it just. 
they just people who post selfies all the time they're just like oh look what i did and it's just like what did you do you know it's just like oh i charged my phone and i'm just like i think if you take selfies you shouldn't be able to vote in this upcoming election i just don't think that should happen i don't even like the word selfie like i just hate the word selfie. i feel like if i go home tonight and say the word selfie three times in the bathroom mirror a dick will appear in my ass that's just <laughs> my theory all right thank you guys Uh, so the food has arrived. It's vegetarian chili, um, and there's spoons and little cup things. And then I just had a big bite of the steak. It's, it's good. It's pretty good. There's All I have is cups and the spoons. But there's bigger cups beneath if you want bigger cups. The other stuff, it's like vegan polenta. I think that one's going to go in the garbage. I don't think anyone's going to want to eat that one. But they tried to bring us more vegetables, too, and I'm like, no, no, too much free food. Uh, but, yeah, use cups. Be, um, you know, if you want to... I mean, if you want, I, I'd say make them suffer. <laughs> like, we'll just lower our carbon footprint and, and make everybody suffer. Uh, but yeah, food, good. Still pay attention to people, especially your next comedian, because she's coming up right now. Put your hands together. You're very funny, very talented. Katie Carnes! Oh, good. I'm, I'm all about the handshake, actually. Um, someone, someone just licked my foot. I love it. Not someone. It wasn't any of you guys. Don't worry about it. Why can't I? Oh, there we go. I can't work this. It's been a day, you guys. I was late to work. I was like, April Fool's. Still late to work, though. Um, hey. Hey, it's Friday. You guys having a good day? You guys are hungry? I understand. Go for it. Um, so I left all my notes at work and I like wrote all these things. I was like, I was going to do all new things. I'm going to be excited about it. And I left it at work and I'm really scared that I'm not going to have a job when I get back, <laughs> you know, cause it's just like lick my pussy and whatever, all the notes, like sitting in cake. I don't know if the doctors are going to like that. So that's going to be awkward. Um, there's a lot of money in San Francisco. I don't have it. Uh, I don't have any of it, but I got a little sneak peek of some money the other day. I went to Zanga. Yeah, yeah. I went in and I had to like do a blood test to get in. They had to scan you. It was crazy. I was like, all right, I'm gonna like just, I'm just gonna watch everything. Watch these fuckers, right? And they had all the things. They have the gym and the massages and the acupuncture and I mean everything. They really do have everything. But they had a refrigerator full of string cheese. String cheese. Glorious. Just string cheese, though. I mean, you have a, a budget for a refrigerator full of cheese, and you only choose string? <laughs> like, no Baby Bells, no Kobe, like, no Brie? Where's the fucking Brie? You're Zanga. Get some Brie. I'm just saying. Zanga. Um, if you're listening, get some Brie. <laughs> just saying. They also had um, a refrigerator full of the uh, Le Crux or Le Crux or, Le, you know, the the fancy, the fancy f waters, yeah? They have like 872 flavors, right? They had all of them, and ones for like non-civilians. It was great, it was, like, it was um, Red Bull and cocaine, I'm pretty sure. That's how they keep them. They don't want the, their like, people to leave, obviously. They give them beer pong. I mean, this was not a work environment, and I was just really pissed off about it. It was a movie theater, it was like, who's working? 
no one and everyone's getting paid and i'm just mad that's just what it is i'm just jealous you guys i'm just jealous um this guy came up to me the other day and he i think he was hitting on me i'm pretty sure i'm not very good at like noticing those things but he comes up to me and he's like mm, you smell good <laughs> I think it's just cigarettes and pot. I don't, it's, not, it's not anything I did, you know, to make you want me, but I'm glad. Um, then he continued to say, you know, you know, you got some nice cake. Cake. I think he was talking about my ass, but um, cake? Men are, uh, they just, the pickup lines really need to pick it up, I guess. Pick it up. Get creative, people. This is why I'm single, because I hate everyone. And I picked the worst kind of guys, to be honest. Anyone else? Come on. We like the bad boys? No, you don't? You're like, okay. It's just a phase? I don't think it's just a phase. It's been all of my life. All of my life. I could see a guy getting pulled over, like getting a DUI, you know? And be like, damn. Mm. Call me. (laughs) You only got one call. Right? Am I right? Um, Single Awareness Day is Valentine's Day. But uh, it's been single awareness year for me because everyone's getting married. But I just read this article that apparently there's like the new generation of single women. It's like everyone's like, oh, yeah, 60% of women identify as single, which is completely bullshit because everyone's getting married. So I'm not quite sure. Um, I know there was going to be something funny about that. Oh, right. Because... All these women are like, oh, no, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to, like, do me, you know? But I'm pretty sure that they're lying about it because basically it's just their married friends are telling them, you got to, like, chill out and fuck it. I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm stoned. <laughs> Let's just, you know, get more stoned together. How about that? Ooh. Fuck that. <laughs> Stoned with Katie Carnes. Eating eating vegetarian chili out of cups. Meat. (laughs) Is it good? Is the chili okay? All right. It's food. Uh, We get donated food every week from this guy. Uh, His name's Wesley. He's really cool. And he brings us food. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's Indian food. Sometimes it's all vegetarian. Sometimes it's... It's always different, it's always exciting, and it's always free. But if you want to throw any dollars in that, please donate to Mutiny Jar. I certainly wouldn't kick anybody in the face. Uh, all right, that, that doesn't make sense as a, as a thing to say. Your next comedian is a very funny lady. She has a new show here at the station on Sundays from six to eight called The Immutables, and, uh, and she's great. You guys put your hands together for Trina Roderick. <laughs> I can shake a mean hand. I really can. I, I really enjoy handshakes, actually. Um, how are you guys? Everybody enjoy handshakes? It's not just me. How are you doing, Tim? Oh, Tim. I'm going to tell a story. Is that a, is that a deal? It is, but I really, I, w- I wasn't going to mention that. That's not something I would have brought up. Did I? Yeah. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, did I? Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm good at the handshake, not the aftershake. You know what I mean? Like, I fucked that up, apparently. 
Anyway, so I, uh, I love nature, love nature, and I have these weird nature experiences, like um, I was in, in a graduate program and out in front of our department on the ground were these bugs that were fucking for most of the year, right? I'm going to refer to them as fucking bugs, but I don't mean like, err, fucking bugs, I mean like fucking bugs. And they're everywhere. It's, it's carpeted. Not, not so much that it would, uh, I mean, enough bugs on the ground that it would cause a Hindu to have a, an anxiety attack. You know what I mean? But not so many bugs that a vegan would freak out. You know what I mean? So one day I'm walking from the department to the parking lot, and I stopped short because I was like, did I see what I just thought I saw? I bend down. Show enough. There th now, and, and by the way, the, the, the way the bugs fuck is butt to butt, right? So there's one, yeah, so there's one bug that's slightly larger, again, butt up against another bug that's slightly smaller, and the, uh, the larger bug's doing the, all the walking work. So I look down, and show enough, there is this, there's a bug, and attached, you know, he's butt up against this dead, shriveled bug. Like, it's like on the movie, on the cartoons, you know, when they get zapped, when you get zapped in, like, the, the Wicked Witch or whatever it gets all, right? So I was like, well, that's weird. Let me just, so I put my toe on the, oh, and as I got closer, I could see the bug is like, get this bitch off me. Get this bitch, right? Like, the, the, he's kicking the, the dead bug with his legs. So I put my toe on the dead bug, give the live bug a little bit of a flick, boom. Problem solved, done, right? Except for the whole thing happened so fast, I was like, wait, what just happened? What just happened? What, what just happened? I feel like I should tell somebody, right? Everybody's walking around like nothing happened. Somebody should know about this, right? It was just like I was... I was, I was um, walking that way, right? And then I saw the, and then the, and then I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like, how did that, okay, I was coming from that direction. Like, what do you do? Anyway, so I'm working on storytelling, Pam. <laughs> <sighs> I'll, I'll work it out a little bit more. Anyway, that's my story. That's it. That's all I've got. Well, I could tell you that the bug penis, like, okay, like this is the, let's say this is the bug body, like the, the bottom half of the bud, the bug penis was triangular shaped and like, I mean, talk about some girth. <laughs> like, like this was the bug dick. I felt like somebody should know, but it was all just over in a heartbeat. Like, no thank you. Did the bug thank me for getting the dick chick off its dick? I don't think so. I didn't even have a photo. I didn't even take a selfie of that shit. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Bam. Hooray for Trina Roderick and Bug Dick. That's I wanted you to explain. I didn't. I didn't understand how butt to butt works with the how does the dick? It's a rat. It's a wrap around. It's a reach around. It's triangle reach around from from a from a big bug. It's good times. We're having fun here. All right, your next comedian. Just walked in the door. He's going to make you guys laugh. Put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. Yeah. Hey, so I had a hackathon on Wednesday. You guys know what that is? 
It's the stupid nerdy thing. It's like it's like it's like a marathon, but seated for like 24 hours. It's the worst, man. It's this dorky fucking thing. I hate every second of it. Uh, so it's like so tech companies do it. If you don't know what it is, they get together and for 24 hours you have to build some shitty app, right? And then at the end you present your shitty apps in front of all your shitty coworkers, and it's terrible, man. It's awful. I don't like it. Uh, what I so what I did was I built uh, a website called DoesChiefKeefLikeThis.com. Do you guys know who Chief Keef is? It's a guy who does that song, that's that shit I don't like, right? Uh, so it's the website, the premise of the website. Well, for, why did I build this website? Because fuck this hackathon. I don't want to be here. This is how I'm choosing to rebel. So I built this website so you just enter in some item and it'll tell you whether or not Chief Keef likes it. You know, so if you put in like fake shoes, it'll say, that's that shit I don't like. Because Chief Keef doesn't like fake shoes. He specifies that in the song. And... Uh, I was working with a really limited data set, so like mostly just exactly the things he explicitly specified in his song. So if you put in anything else, they'll just assume he likes it, which is a pretty big assumption, uh, especially because like I put I put in cupcakes for example, and it said Chief Keith likes cupcakes, but I don't know if he actually likes cupcakes. He might not be fond of sweets, and he might even be gluten free. Dude, uh, he's probably not gluten free. I, th I don't think any rappers are gluten free. I, th I think you get kicked out of like the rapper thing if you're gluten-free. I don't think there's a single gluten-free rapper, dude. You get way too much shit. I take that back. Drake might be gluten-free. <laughs> Drake's probably gluten-free. Drake's the most gluten-free rapper I've ever seen rapping. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking softy. Uh, so, I, so the only benefit of this hackathon was that I got to justify to myself because I had to stay up for 24 hours. I could take as much Adderall as I fucking wanted to take, right? So I took so much Adderall. You guys ever take so much Adderall that you become temporarily religious? Anybody do this? So like in college, I, was, I had this paper due. I took 60 milligrams of instant release Adderall all at once, and 30 minutes later when it started to kick in, my heart was fucking pounding out of my chest, and I thought I was going to die, and I didn't know how to handle it. So what I did was uh, I just started praying. I've like never, I like fucking, like did the, like I, cliche I like got on my knees and like did the hand thing never prayed before I'm not religious by any means but it was all I thought I could do uh and then four hours later when I was okay uh I felt fucking thankful that I was back so I like promised to dedicate my life to God if he would save me that's what I did so like uh I promised I promised God if I live through this Adderall thing I'll do whatever you want but then four hours later I was okay and I was like really thankful but I was like Fuck, now I got to do all that, like, God stuff, and I don't really want to do that. It sounds time-consuming. So I just decided not to do that stuff. But I felt kind of shitty because I made this promise. And anyway, I, I've done this four or five times now, so I'm pretty sure, like, God doesn't even fucking believe me even if, even if like, he's, he's a real thing. I don't know. It just it sounds like a lot of work, man. I don't want to do all that stuff. <laughs> uh... Dude, okay, so hackathon's crazy. So at 2 a.m., at 2 a.m., you know what happens? So every, at, every, at 2 a.m., these guys are fetishizing the destruction of their, their bodies, right? They're chugging Red Bulls. At 2 a.m., everybody takes their seated desks and puts them in the standing position so you don't fall asleep while you're working. How sick is that shit, dude? Are we fucking, are we fucking high school students in Korea, like, studying for the SAT? Like, opening the window by our desks so that the wind chill keeps us up at night? Dude, this is nuts. I don't want to do this. I didn't sign up for it. Does anybody else do this? It's like nobody else's job does this, right? It's just coders. Uh, 
It's a bullshit thing. You never see like somebody at Arby's making Arby's melts, you know, for 24 hours straight. Nobody's got that kind of time and nobody wants that many melts. It's f- too many melts. <laughs> Thank you guys. Keep it going for Jesse Warren, the boy who sniffed wolf. <laughs> Instead of cried wolf, he's doing a lot of Adderall and then sniffing. I've been actually wondering lately, things have been weird. I didn't know if it's springtime. Uh, I've been sniffing a lot and I, you know, it's allergies. But in San Francisco, you can't tell if it's cocaine or or allergies in the springtime. (laughs) What is it? It's just constantly. It's allergies. Uh, Your next comedian is a funny man. Uh, runs a show with a bunch of people called the Vice Presidents of Comedy. Put your hands together for Eric Krasner. All right. Okay. All right. I'm actually dizzy from that. (laughs) I'm actually like, whoo. You guys know how you spend your whole life trying to be a good person, and then every so often you suddenly and violently realize that you're still a bad person? Right? Let's just get real. We got an hour left till sundown. (laughs) Let's just pretend it's 1.30 a.m. here at this life-size replica of 2012 era, our little theater. Pam and I, we're the only ones. I just, you know, I was in a vicious argument with my roommate today, and I'm, I'm wrong. I'm a bad roommate, and the fucked up thing is I constantly try to be a good roommate, but I'm a shitty person. And so then I go up and try to do comedy, and it's like, oh, should I tell my jokes about how adorable it is that I can't take care of myself? Ooh. Look at me, I'm a little stoner, I'm a little slacker, I'm always messing up. And then it's like, no, people in my life are very angry at me. (laughs) Because I'm such a cute little button, like, you know, I I just don't, you know, like, she's mad at me for stomping around the house all night and slamming doors around the house all night. And if I did that on purpose, I would be fucking insane. So what that means is that I am just going around all night, every night, physically existing the wrong way. (laughs) Just like the way I walk and open and close doors is inconsiderate to another human being. You know what I mean? I am a grocery delivery driver. Ooh, I haven't figured it all out yet. Ha 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 ha. Alternative comedy. Ooh. And then it's like, no, no, my roommate can't fucking sleep. <laughs> you know, like, I get a, I get home at 2 a.m. from a little show I've done where I've been a little, a little adorable little boy at 25 years old. And, like, I don't try to write jokes about that stuff even, you know what I mean? 
I try to write jokes about fucking getting real and fucking being honest and fucking how what I really fucking care about. But then all those jokes come out of me because I'm a hack. You know what I mean? And so, uh, in conclusion, I'm going to go to our little theater <laughs> where I'm still performing years later and uh, be a little adorable little boy. Dance for the people, dance for the people. And then, uh, but you know, you guys are, you guys get to hear the real shit. So, uh, fuck you all. <laughs> Is Alma giving anybody money, money yet for that? Any money? Does she does she pay people yet? Nope. Still, do you still just perform for your own the goodness of your own heart, and she still doesn't oh, pay it's people. Oh, okay. It does. <laughs> I thought I always thought she just lined her own pockets with it. I didn't I mean, know. She might be, but she says it's a charity. Ah, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> There's a charity behind it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you guys can, if you if you enjoy the food, and if, even if you don't, you can always throw a couple dollars in the jar just to be cool, because uh, we're a charity too. All right, moving right along. We have a couple comedians left, and your next one has been patient all night. And what a lovely joy to have an audience member here staying and, and being so cool. Uh, everybody, put your hands together for Devin Kelts. No way. Sorry, I'm running on uh, like three hours of sleep and uh, cranked this set out in like 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, it's been a, a long week for me. Um, I got to say, um, good things have happened for sure. I got the Nobel Prize finally. I know. Uh, and I got it for consistently flossing and flushing the toilet, which is awesome because the two fucking groups of people that I hate the most, Dennis and my roommates, are happy for me, and that is just, that's good after a long 40-hour work week, 40 hours a slave, the sequel. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but I do like living in San Francisco. I shouldn't be so down. I mean, you know, living with people kind of sucks, but I do like the fact that we have, we're like the undisputed champion of outdoor urination. Like, San Francisco is, without a doubt, America's largest outdoor public toilet, right? Like, you guys know that. You know, people are doing heroin, and then they're going to the bathroom, and it's totally cool. Um, and uh, I like that. I like seeing, I like walking through the Soma and seeing, like, tumbleweeds of heroin go by. And we look at this, like, socioeconomic disaster, just constantly in flux. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I took, I took a lift line here, and that shit has gotten out of control, like, efficient. Like, it's, like, you pick up so many fucking passengers in, like, a two-mile radius now. It's, like, I've met, like, half the city, and, like, now, like, I'm going to fucking, like, run for mayor at this point because I have, like, so much, like, my network is just constantly expanding just because I, like, too fucking lazy to walk up a hill. And, uh... Like, you know, you get in the car, you meet half the city, you, like, see two people you probably fucked. You're like, oh, shit, how do I get through this? And then the fucking driver, like, drops you off, and he's like, happy birthday. Like, it's been that long, you know? And you finally get to your destination. Um, but uh, it got me thinking. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have my own, like, app idea for, for the ride-sharing economy. And I was thinking, like, what, what, maybe I'll just, like, modify an already existing one. I was thinking about Uber, and I was like, wait, you know what? What about like Uber for people like for like Monday morning? Like Uber, like fuck it, you know? 
And you get in the car, and like the driver just like already knows. Like it's just quiet. Like doesn't fucking ask you how you're doing. And you just he takes you to like the highest vantage point in the city, like just Golden Gate Bridge, like no questions asked. You just like tip the guy like you know twenty eight hundred dollars. Like it's not even weird, you know. It's hey, it's my savings. And like you just go off off the bridge, and then like you know if you and the driver are just like fucking fed up, you can just do fuck it plus. And fuck it plus, you guys just like once again don't say anything. It's just total silence. And you just go to like a cliche classic rock station, just blast it. It's like Journey, something like that. And uh, you just go into like a parking garage, just run that shit. And ironically, like all of your money gets donated to like the Yellow Ribbon Foundation. So, you know. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about those app ideas and uh, hold on, let me look at this paper. Um, yeah, hold on. Oh yeah, okay. Anyways, yeah, I'm watching TV now. Okay, we're gonna just go ahead and jump cut. <laughs> I'm on the couch watching TV, and I think it's um, I love how people on hunting hunting programs like talk, right? Like everything's just like super literal. Everything like is explained. Like, you know, he's hunting a duck. You know, it's like you're gonna want to sneak up to the duck, and you're gonna want to load your gun, and you're gonna look at the duck, and you're gonna want to look at the duck right in the eye. And then you're going to want to pull the trigger. When you do, it's going to hit the duck. It's going to kill it. And you're going to want to grab that and bring it back into your sack. You know, and I was thinking, I was like, what if this guy gave, like, fucking life advice, you know? Just for, like, mundane situations. Like, you're going to want to text the girl just one time. And then just kind of leave the phone there. And you're going to want to keep checking it. And when you check it and you see that she texts back, you're going to want to go ahead and let it go. And then maybe text her an hour. That's going to keep her on her toes. And she might text you back. But just don't text her back right away, okay? All right, this is part of the game. Uh, anyways, that's all I got. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Keep it going for Devin. Yay. Are you May? Okay, sweet. Let me get these people in here. Because we got, we got two comics left. One is a girl we've never seen before, and one is she's a newbie rook. And then we also have a person from Sweden. So motherfucking Sweden. So get the fuck in here. Yay! Yay! That that's how you that's how you bring him in with vagina and and Swedes. It's how that's how you get it done. All right, everybody, clap your hands together. It's her first time. Give her some love. Her name's May. Hi, I'm May. It's my first time, so. I think I'm allowed to like have the papers and stuff. Uh, it's gonna be an uncomfortable couple of minutes. I'm just gonna like warn everyone. It's gonna be awkward. It's just, but you guys are gonna like help me get through it. You're gonna be better people for it. I'm gonna be better for it. So you're welcome. Um, this started out because I went to Costco a few days ago and I got, these are all true stories by the way got called out for taking more than one sample, which was like my biggest fear. My heart was beating so fast. And like, cause I got my first Costco card and I was like, growing up in life, got my own Netflix account, feeling really good about myself. <laughs> and she was like, miss only like one per person. And I was like, oh my God, it happened. I finally got called out at Costco. So this whole week has been dedicated to putting myself in uncomfortable situations, stepping out of my comfort zone and like just trying to get through the social anxiety that is life. So, moving on, um, I am currently pursuing my music. I'm a musician, shocker, San Francisco. 
But um, I'm also Middle Eastern, so the way to be the black sheep of a Middle Eastern family or like give Middle Eastern parents heart attacks is to pursue the performing arts. <laughs> so um, it's kind of like anytime I go visit my parents now, it's just like, oh, what did we do wrong? You could have been doctor, a lawyer, engineer, the computer, a software programmer. But no, I decided to do, do the music thing. Yeah, I'm not an ISIS, by the way. Okay, thank you. Yeah, do they call you ISIS cream? Yeah, that's right. Did you get kicked out of the internship too? I accessorized too much, and like the bulletproof vest, it like added 10 pounds, and I was trying to like you know cut down. I wasn't good at it. I was too bubbly and outgoing for them. Got kicked out. I'll try like a different career path. Um, I have, let's see, things I will never do. I, I've never written a set, so I was just writing everything. Things I will never do, choose salad as my side instead of french fries. I don't know, I'm just never gonna do that. It's never gonna happen, thank you, thank you. Like no, no, I'm not gonna eat Kashi cereal, I'm gonna eat Lucky Charms. No, I can't. Let's see. Um, Definitely not good at small talk. Um, you know, like at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or wherever you shop. Like, hey, how's your day going? And I just do the whole, oh, good, good. But like, really, it's like, oh, I watched a marathon of Law and Order SVU while eating <laughs> like cream of wheat and then Facebook stalking and the, you know, like all that kind of shit. Okay, good. This went faster than I thought it would. <laughs> I held my pee in this whole time because I was so nervous, and I was like, oh, I'll just like hold it in so that I think about that and it'll distract me. <laughs> so I think like it, it kind of helps. So try that out next time you guys are on stage. Um, thank you for sharing this with me. This was cool. Um, I appreciate anybody that comes up here and just does this. So. Congrats to all of you. It's like a really hard thing. I thought it would be way easier, way easier in my room. But yeah, it's fun. And thanks for the food. And I hope everyone has a good night. Yay, keep it clapping for me. That was our first time. Yay. Cream of wheat is delicious. All right, our last comedian of the night is all the way from Sweden. What? What is this weird following we have in Sweden? First we had that Matthias Helvek guy come, and now we have another one. Love it. We have some weird following in Sweden. How did you guys hear about this place? All right, put your hands together right now, you guys. It's Jakob Spore. All right, time to murder some character, huh? <laughs> right? Damen und Herren, ich bin Jakob from Sweden. No. Uh, yeah, oh really? Where's this golden hair, bombshells, and pale personality, you might wonder? Well, uh, on stage right now. So I'm gonna, since this is my second time, I'm gonna allow myself to use my notes, if you don't mind. And uh, yeah, so this is about the crystal night I had last night. And um, why the hell are you alive still, you might? Uh, ask you crypto Jew? <laughs> well, because the other guy, the German guy, 
can't even grow a mustache. And, um, well, you're gonna like it wherever you are, you Germans and Jews and Burns. Um, well, the other guy that lives in my house, which is a home share um, in Santa Barbara, where I'm a foreign exchange student studying English, believe it or not, could have been German. No. Um, he, uh, yeah, there's this guy, he, we can call him Alf Hermann von Guterschwein or something. He, he's the kind of good, uh, kind of dude that just needs to learn what it feels like to kick, get kicked out of your own house. And so um, when he, he had his time of his life on spring break in Cancun last week and uh, some kind of cocaine-infused STD beer wundertraum of his and uh, whatever. He, w yeah, he even like put his hands on a dolphin, took a Snapchat and bragged about it. <laughs> so uh, when he came home, he figured that it was time for he and his Italian puppet friend, we can call Benito Muscleboy, would <laughs> take care of business upstairs. And so uh, the men of the house, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and they don't like me because I, I have a habit of justifiably motivating the right to take from them for practical reasons and give back accordingly. For example, by buying their uh, Budweiser for some rip-off price, you know? And um, yeah, like I'd snap a cig or a paper from time to time and, and just let this German train go tough, tough, up and down around, yeah, like back in the day in Sweden, you know? <laughs> and so, but, aber mine ist mine, und Alf Hermann von Guterschwein decided to aim the gun at the guy that kind of reminded him of the guy that fucked his great-grandfather's first girlfriend in Oktoberfest of 1933. <laughs> so, when he came home from this, uh, oh, did you enjoy your stay in Mexico? I um, had left a little something under his vaguely gifted Italian friend's bed and what I left was my favorite odd pair of socks and um, uh, dirty underwear, white shirt that I bought in Berlin and a tie that's probably gone by now and meanwhile he came home to see this you know, a couple of his papes and peach tea and his warm beers were gone. Someone had some explaining to do, right? <laughs> All right, and right then and there, I was strolling down Hate Street to meet up with some hippies, uh, ignoring his pathetic last thrusts of German pride. So when all hell broke loose at home and this guy attacked the French girls for some reason, are you surprised? I decided as the submissive Italian fueled the fire by saying misspelled ways of psycho, to my lovely friend Sana in the group conversation we have. You know, I decided to intervene uh, from an empty dance floor at the DNA lounge that hippies recommend a great party, you know? And because he announced that he had lost something very personal in his bag that someone stole. Maybe his, g his grandfather's iron uh, wristband that was passed on for uh, generations. Whatever, um, you know. I, I decided I should pummel the hammer of Thor up the same ass Benito's bonus thumb had gotten stuck in half a year before. So I responded to whatever he uh, said, but, oh, time to talk business, Tamo, what's your name? Come on, baby, I love your wunderschön creative Aryan engineer brain. Or something, if you want some Jewish stand-up comedy I just made up or out of shice or whatever. Now get the hell out of Dan's house. Mic drop. And one last question, who's the, who's this innocent, beautiful Swiss girl gonna gamble with in the world of love that abandoned you? Do, shh. 
schlapp! Or something, whatever. And you know, stop putting your name on things because I put a rip of price tag on your symmetric skull way before you were born. And uh, April's fools, arschloch. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Israel. I'm in uh, Jacob. <laughs> one last thing. Guess what song I was listening to when I took that last shit before falling asleep? Mind raping him. Breaking the law by Judas Priest. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. That was Jakob. This has been Happy Hour. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to take a little 10-minute break here, and then we're going to be back with Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a great lineup tonight, and uh, I'm really excited. So thank you guys for being here at the Happy Hour. Good night. Yay! insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of hiding cats? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter club. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 